0: Welcome to the Fuse Cup Meet the Coach podcast, an opportunity to get to know the coaches and hear from those working in esports in education. We are so thrilled and excited to be bringing you the very first episode of the Fuse Cup Meet the Coach podcast. Today's guest was on the very top of our list when we started to think about the guests we want to have on our podcast Not only is he a passionate and amazing leader, he's also an inspiration for this podcast. He runs a podcast called About a Teacher, which shines a light on uh, amazing educators. He's a head of junior school at a large independent school here in Queensland. And I'm really excited to hear his philosophy and his take on the importance of esports in education. So without further ado, we'd like to welcome our guest today, Mr. Travis Golter. Okay, Travis Golter, thank you so much for joining us today guest number one zero oh. zero one with the bullet
1: <laughs> wow uh, I'm, I'm super honored um i'm not sure dan if you're going with me first because it can only get better from here or <laughs> or i set the bar so high i don't know you're going to struggle to
0: get guests on uh yeah. i don't know but
1: but thank you for the invitation i'm super excited to talk about esports and education and yeah opportunity to converse with you my friend
0: ah uh, thank you mate I, I couldn't think of a better guest you know um we've we've being fortunate enough to have you know a lot of chats about esports and about yeah. education um and you know i was on your podcast which i've, yeah. I've mentioned which is great so about a teacher uh, sorry just,
1: <laughs> just a teacher,
0: teacher. <laughs> where'd i get that one from just a That's teacher so um so yeah you are you a big inspiration for this podcast thank so thank you so much for being on oh, today so I'm really excited um, just a little bit of background I mean I know you and a lot of people who who are, will be listening to this will know you but can you just give us a bit of background about you know yourself in education and then um, you know anything else you want to kind of share before we get started
1: yeah awesome Dan uh, look I'm, I'm currently uh, head of a junior school I, I work in the independent sector so um, so I'm in school leadership but it was it was never it was never I guess on, on my game plan. Actually teaching wasn't necessarily on my game plan when I finished high school and went to, um, into college. My, my dream was to go to the University of Michigan and play basketball with the Fab Five or just take over after the Fab Five. But I stopped growing at about five foot 11 and my athletic ability really hindered that. So uh, <laughs> I thought sports journalism was the next best step. So, so uh, uh, I went into a, a journalism degree and yeah look maybe i wasn't ready for university and so then i took some yeah some time off and did did some other things got some life experience as some might say and and i came to a bit of a crossroads um yeah there. And it was like yeah i could go sort of either way and i had a number of people tell me hey you should consider teaching like you you you're good with kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got good communicators and good skills. Why don't, you, why don't you look at education? to a, a good backstop or fallback. Um, and I went, oh, okay. Look, I, I was really a bit lost. And okay, at least I'm doing something that I feel. And then I think like many people, I went into it and then jumped into uh, a prac in a year one class at this small Catholic school. And I loved it. It was awesome. Yep. Like just the stuff kids would come up with, and <laughs> mate, I, I was with my. They would laughed at my jokes. It was like I could do. It was brilliant. Some of the jokes went in their heads, but the teacher would laugh. It was, it was um good stuff. And so then, yeah, I I just loved it. I just fell in love with teaching and and went into the classroom and and look, I I was really happy in the class. And it was a bit like a Steve Bradbury moment uh, happened where I was at a school and. Their head of student services and and head of curriculum. Those two roles, they both oh, I think got different positions and things and left. And the I was pretty, I was still like really may even have been could have been classified as beginning teacher, but um I think I showed some initiative and 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 some, maybe some leadership others saw in me that I didn't see in myself. I'm not sure, but like the principal, or maybe they're like this guy will do it for a few months. <laughs> principal came and, and said, hey, look, we got these two roles, but would you be happy to do like part-time head of curriculum, part-time head of student service would make them into one role and, and, and go for it. And, and yeah, so said okay, I can do that for six months, six months turned into 12 months, then opportunity arose and it just sort of kept growing from oh, there. Cool. My journey. Yeah. My journey in leadership, I ended up being getting a role as a, a deputy principal or a deputy head of, head of school. And, and I really loved that. And I remember um, the headmaster t- Saying, oh, what's your next aspirations? Do you have a next step? I said, no, I love this job. This is so good. <laughs> i st- I still get to like go into different classrooms and support people and influence and and be close to students and, and things. It was like, cause every step you take, you take a step mm. further away and and look, hey, and really the buck didn't really stop with me. So that was pretty good too. <laughs> like you could sort of refer that next next thing. And then yeah, 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 exactly. it just happened once again. Yeah, once again, that Steve Bradbury moment happened where, yes, yeah, I don't want to say people fell in front of me, but like the role sort of fell and and I got asked to act um, in the role. And once again, I really enjoyed it. I, there was things that I was like, wow, okay, I enjoy that. I, there's mm. conversations and decision-making I've got to be part of that that really excited me and and challenged me and yeah it was literally the last day to apply because i wasn't going to i was going to go yeah happy to go back and I ah oh, some parents were really on my case which was a good sign i must have been doing an okay job yeah saying hey you, you've got this don't you you're applying and I was like, oh sort of, <laughs> yeah. no nah, okay i'll just throw my hat in the ring and yeah and, and got it and and yeah i've been loving my school leadership journey it's yeah it's 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 awesome I think as, as a teacher, I was a lifelong learner and always looking for the next way to, to innovate and, and grow and, and school leadership's just the same. It's really cool. It's,
0: uh, it's so nice to hear that story from you because often I hear you, you know, ask that of so many people and, and I, <laughs> I didn't know any of that about you. Um, but one thing I do know about you, you know, I've been fortunate enough to see you in front of kids at your school. And, um, you know, you're an absolute natural. You're a, you're a natural with the kids, you're, your ability to communicate with Thank them you. and on their level. Um, so there's no, you know, no surprise to me that you've shot up the ranks very quickly. And, um, you know, the the rapport you've built with with your students that I've seen personally yeah. is not something I've seen often between a head of school and students. So, um, you know, full credit to you there. Yeah. But.
1: Thanks, Dan. And probably something I should have added in there, maybe that I didn't, is most of my career has been I guess, in the department, and I've only been in the independent – oh, it's probably nearly getting even, even, actually. Yeah. But uh, so I think in being in the independent sector, so, look, I think I can see, I guess, scenarios from both sides, and, and and it gives me hopefully a bit more perspective to help guide when I'm, yeah, working with teams and my school and families and communities and, and yeah. so forth. There's definitely things I really miss from working uh, in – with the department, um, things I don't miss, and vice versa. I'm sure if I ever went back the other way, I'd feel the same about the independent sector. So yeah, I'm really fortunate. Like yeah, that that yeah, the opportunities that have presented themselves have yeah been really good ones.
0: Well, I'm very grateful to whoever recommended you to get into teaching that right? because I'd hate to think about you know <laughs> what what teaching would be like without you. Um, what about what about your history with gaming? Like, you know, ah. were you a gamer as a kid? Uh, yeah,
1: good question, Dan. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking about that when you asked me to come on the podcast. I was sort of going through a timeline in my head um, about my journey because I, I do love, I love gaming. I do love video games. I was just playing with my boys this afternoon. We we're having a great time. Um, I guess my journey started whenever Atari. 2600 came out. I remember that being my first console and just falling in love with with a range of games on there. Like, um, yeah, like Space Invaders and other games and Pitfall and things. And it's like, hey, I I loved it. And then, yeah, I was really fortunate. My parents must have gone, (laughs) okay, this is an okay thing. Because then, like, going to the Sega Master System and the Mega Drive and then probably when the Mega Drive must have been around when I was – I think it finishing high school maybe I'm not sure because I then remember going to like say share houses with my friends and things and like always having a console PlayStation Xbox mm-hmm. whatever it is one of us would 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 get one and then we'd all just share it and game and try to Get up before the other person, or stay up late, and so we could we could get better at yeah, Gran Turismo or, or Halo or whatever it is. And yeah. yeah, there probably wasn't so much the the online gaming at like when I was I guess going through those stages. And then of course, um, when I was in teaching and even leadership, I like having my Xbox and being able to play. You know, I love my my two K and other games, and then having that online community to play with. And sometimes experiences are really positive. Sometimes (laughs) maybe people say that about competing against me as well, but, but I think it's all, I've always found enjoyment. I've found like gaming to be an escape. I'm pretty competitive person by nature. I've loved my sport. I've loved my basketball, really passionate about it. Um, And so I think that, that competitive drive to get better and win and, 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 yeah gaming provided mm. that um my xbox broke unfortunately um oh, and no. then my wife sort of went "No, nah, not get look i lose you down in the men's den <laughs> um, for like extended periods of time or i go out and i think you're going to do jobs yeah. and then you just end up on yeah 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 and so uh, there was a period of time where i didn't and but now I guess my boys got to to a stage. Oh, actually I actually had a Wii. I should throw in there. I had a Wii for my daughter because yeah, she'd enjoy some of the games on there. And then my boys got to a, to an age where we oh, I sort of convinced it would be good family Mario <laughs> Kart and etc. And we went yeah. down the Nintendo Switch line and and yeah, so so I enjoy enjoy helping them and doing yeah games cooperatively and of course find a few of my own games to play and stuff like that as well so yeah it's always been played a part in my life and yeah so I was actually Dan thinking about when 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 you uh, asked me to come on the podcast and I was thinking my perspective as a teacher and a parent I wonder what my mum would say if she was on this podcast because I think I don't know I guess now I don't know what your house is like Dan and the listeners but we've actually got oh, two or three TVs and so like the boys can be on a TV and then we can have another TV and and mm. things like that I can we can watch our stuff and whatever we want but when I was when I was growing up even in most <laughs> of our share house we had one TV so I've just got these memories of me sitting and playing NBA Live 95 and i I can't remember people telling me to get off maybe I've just blocked that out maybe that's like PTSD, yeah. and like I've just blocked out my dad ripping it out of the wall or something. I'm not sure, but yeah, I can't I can't rem- remember being told not to
0: play. Ma- Maybe they just uh, they were just enjoying the peace and the quiet. And just let me. I'm play. sure my
1: sister would want to watch something on TV. That's yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because I was a little bit older. I anyway, we won't go there.
0: Yeah, it's interesting though because you know I I have a you know a lot of the stuff that you were saying is mm. is mirrored in my experiences too. So I think. The people who grew up with gaming consoles before they were online really have an appreciation for that social aspect of gaming mm. which I hear, you know, is ringing through in your comments mm. there about share houses and now with your, you know, with your kids, your own yeah, kids, it's yeah. that kind of that bonding and and not so much that insular, you know, one-on-one type of mm. or one-on-many um which sometimes happens in in homes at the moment and gaming can get a bit of a bad rap around it. So it's good to yeah. hear that that social aspect is still strong
1: yeah for sure
0: now this question's kind of geared more towards well i guess i'm really interested in your perspective because it's about leadership and often one of the things we hear at the fuse cup is people really want to get involved but they really need to convince leadership around it you know so what are the educational merit points and how do i convince my principal so i guess with you um you know being you know part of that decision making process you know what was that conversation like did you need to kind of talk about that at a college level with your executive team or is this something you said i think convinced myself yeah yeah, yeah. well probably not much convincing <laughs> no, no but 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 then in all seriousness um
1: yeah look i really saw the value of, of esports as a school leader as a teacher I guess just as someone maybe who's a little bit closer than than, than other school leaders as well, I, I really saw saw the value in esports about giving opportunities to to young people that sometimes may not have opportunities through other co-curricular activities and sports and things like that. Yeah. But I also know lots of our kids play, and it's a great way to get people together in a supportive, safe way and, and build good sportsmanship, if that's the thing, respect and, yeah. and be able to, to structure in a positive way so people are having positive experiences uh, gaming. And through through the Fuse Cup as well, it's been great to – to play online against other schools. I know, yeah, no one wants to go through COVID and, okay. and lockdowns and things again. But I think a positive was we had teams playing in FIFA and I can't remember Rocket League. Maybe it was just uh, through the FIFA. And mm. just to be able to see and talk through them, coachable moments about how you handle maybe something that hasn't gone your way in a game and things like that, That's that was really invaluable. Yeah. I did have to, I guess... I did have to, I don't want to say convince. I, I presented um, why I believe eSports uh, was a positive experience for our junior school to our senior executive. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I was fortunate that we had a strong senior school eSports team. They, they yeah. were actually really successful um, in in competitions that they competed in, in games that were relevant to them. Um, and so I did, I guess I could go on a little bit on the back of that Yeah. Um, yeah. and then go, hey, I think this is it provides a really good pathway. Um, and, and yeah, and basically um, I was doing all the heavy lifting, the organisation, the supervision, really all of that. Um, and so that's probably going to be a challenge when I probably, there will come a stage where I may need to step back a little bit from doing it. I really love it, but, mm. yeah, it, it can be can be a lot to run all different competitions and things like that. And I guess in any school, and these are the really positive things is we started with our year fives and sixes and nearly daily, weekly, the year threes and fours come up to me, Mr. God, when are we doing Mario Kart? When's our Mario Kart competition? And I'm like, and, I, and then, yeah, I'm like, oh, I've got to organise something for them. And so right, so I did. And, and yeah, it's been really positive. Like, like Dan, when, when, you could, when you set up, say, trials to select a team, You know, and you get 60 kids come,
0: yeah, and
1: all all want to have a go. I think that's a really good sign. And that, and and it's and it's good. And once again, it's a good experience. Um, they all must have some connection or or drive to do that. And also, like when you're selecting a team of four to six players, there's going to be disappointment. And I think it's 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 a great. Oh, great a great teacher as well as okay Mm. how do you handle this and like any sport is the time you put in and the effort and and how you train and practice and things like that is important as well and your mindset i think that's a really big one for me that i've learned is that that i yeah i I talk about tech rage sometimes kids going like tech hulk and things my own son can do that at times and and I probably can do it as well is, is trying to those teachable moments. Mm. Like I tell kids, oh, but then I can see a kid actually happen. I can see him get upset yeah. or really angry about it and go, hey, after they've calmed down, let's talk through that. What Like how did you handle that? What could we do done next time? Hey, and, and I think, yeah, I've, it's so many positives, so many. Po- and, and, hey, the prize money. Not in the Fuse Cup. <laughs> There's great prizes in the Fuse Cup. But look, hey, $3 million or
0: whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for those for pro that. levels, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And, and, and you now, I was just talking, oh, I forgot who I was talking to, only, only the week before or, or two weeks before, and they're going about look, a lot of universities now have esports scholarships, mm. um, just like colleges have. Like I was talking about the Fab Five basketball team in Michigan yep. and me wanting a scholarship there. Um, maybe I should have stuck to my esports and got one through through that <laughs> yeah. avenue. But They've even yeah. got
0: a uh, an Ivy Ivy League esports competition yeah. for all the Ivy Brilliant. League schools here in Australia as well. Um, yep, you know scholarships with a lot of the major universities yep. here yeah. in Queensland in on the Gold Coast. Bond University actually look at esports as an elite sports so they mm. they classify esports just the same as they do with swimming or basketball maybe, or I, yeah, maybe i'm gonna do my phd for free and just um <laughs> get go through a scholarship esports yeah, got to keep that uh, that that hulk you know rage rage quitting <laughs> under under wraps mr Goldberg. yeah
1: yeah yeah i'll try i'll try
0: yeah so you, you spoke a lot about um you know, the positives for the students mm. and, and, you know, having 60 kids turn up, mm. was that generally the, the, the kind of feeling that you had, uh, the response was very positive when you explained to the kids, hey, now you're going to be able to participate in these sports?
1: Oh, definitely. Like, like the response with the students um, has always been positive. They've always mm. been really receptive and, and wanting to be involved. Of course, sometimes it's dependent on the game and things like that. And, of course, that's like anything, like, You'll have your your tennis players who really love tennis, and they'll jump at any opportunity. And they go, like, "Ah, football's yeah, maybe for me. I might yep. have a go have a go." And that I think that's like games as well, video games, also. Yep. So I think students have been really receptive. I haven't had too much pushback from teachers. Once again, it's it's we set ours up like it's it's lunchtime mm. organized either after school trainings. Games are really. We put it around so it's not impacting the learning in the classroom. Yeah. I think that's a real key. Of course, sometimes we go to competitions, Dan, and, and the te- teachers understand it and uh, what's a warning and notice about that so, yeah. so we can prepare. And on the whole, parents have been really positive. I haven't had a parent yet go. I don't. I don't want my child to participate in that. Some people sometimes ask me questions about it, going, What are you doing? Mario Kart at school. Blah, blah, blah. But once again, I talk I usually frame it around around sport and how it's yeah, competitive but friendly and it's yeah, opportunities to to develop some really good habits and, and skills as yeah. well. I think Dan I I talked to you about this and I think maybe I shared it and you said it nearly went viral is when we had our, our year three four Mario <laughs> Kart final uh, on our assembly. So I had all the four drivers and they ran and the noise like well, that, that was only negative feedback was how loud it was, <laughs> but I think it showed, Hey, you it's not just the competitors; it's the spectators, and everyone can get really caught up in it, and it creates a really great environment. And mm. it's, yeah, I think that's fun and engaging. And I've seen that when we've just done lunchtime yeah. trials or, or games, is the noise in there and things. Or sometimes get the teacher librarian or someone in there coming from shutting the doors <laughs> and things like that. But I'm like, oh, sorry, the kids are so into it. Oh, I'm so into it, and like, yeah, yeah I forget sometimes.
0: But it's uh, it's a, it's a yeah. good noise. It's a good buzz. Hey, um, what about other misconceptions? Like you you know, you've spoken about you've had a couple of parents or a couple of teachers, but but what do you think of being the biggest? Or or, you know, you may not have experienced them, but generally, what do you think the biggest misconceptions? Not explicitly, I haven't, but I guess yeah, I
1: guess maybe looking at discussions and and comments and and articles. I sometimes read some articles about um, e-learning leaders and journalists or I don't even yeah. know what their relationship is to education and, and technology, but they like to, i like to have an opinion. Um, and, and just saying, oh, how bad it is and negative and, and the dangers. And, and I was thinking about this, Dan, um, I, I had a, like, like I said to you, I love basketball growing up. Like, I had ambitions. I was, I was going to play professionally. That's what I wanted to do. And I had a mate, he was better than me. He he was took obsession to the next level, like, and he he lived, breathed, ate basketball, 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 and then he just quit. Like it just mm. it. And I think I think about gaming like that. Yeah, you can get absorbed, and it can become your life, and it can it can become a negative thing. But that can be with. Nearly, I can go nearly, I don't want to say reading, but sometimes <laughs> there's kids I have with who and it's I love them reading, but sometimes like, oh, mate, you gotta go and play with your friends. Like yeah. you got that, I know that's a good book, but you just gotta put that away or don't read it in the pickup zone and get run over. Like, <laughs> like, um, so I think it's like anything, it's about about setting up healthy habits. Um, and that's where I think parents can go oh, like the negatives of gaming, my kid's going to get obsessed wearing an adult diaper and never go to the bathroom and things (laughs) like that. And and no, they won't if you put some boundaries in place, just like, yeah, if you've got a kid who wants to be a professional table tennis player and they just play table tennis 12 hours a night or whatever it is, like, yeah, that's unhealthy. Um, So you have to, as you as adults and teachers Mm. and things, have to put some boundaries in place to make sure it is is a healthy habit as well. And I think that, I guess, the, the only other thing is about about game selection and, and the online environment. And that's where I go back to, say, eSports and education. Like, that's the teachable moments. That actually, yeah. like, I can get up front. I can get guest speakers coming in and talk about online safety and all that. And, look, some of it will hmm. trickle through a little bit. Yeah. But to be able to actually go, hey look, we're playing FIFA against this other school. Like that comment you made,
0: Mm. it's
1: a mistake. And like, mate, or you hear from another school or like another school may have said something or reacted and like, hey, look, yeah, I'm sure if they had that again, they would do differently and things like that. hasn't really happened, but I'm sure there would be those moments as well. And when we're playing, just like anything, like when I'm training with the teams, they will say things to me as well. And we'll talk about different games and I've got a really great... IT support guy at school, Jack. Shout out to Jack, um, a legend. And it, yeah, and he's more—he's a little bit younger than me, and he's probably a bit closer to the gaming and things like. And he can have really good conversations with the kids the, and and talk about that. So mm. I think, yeah, once again, teachable moments at school, and then at home, parents still have a responsibility to be monitoring and listening to the to the conversations that maybe their kids having while they game and, and, and the games they are playing and things like that. I think that's the big one. Like, geez, I guess yeah. any any game, any activity can be dangerous if it's unsupervised and you or excessive you throw in, yeah, excessive when you throw in some dangerous factors, like anything yeah. can be. So
0: yeah. yeah, well, I think that's what I like about our online competition is mm. that even though it's online, it's still supervised and structured yeah. and you've got teachers on both ends. Yeah. Well, as you said, yeah. having those conversations and yeah. it's contextual because we've all yeah. had those, uh, you know, cyber safety people come into schools and it just goes. Snowed on like,
1: my FIFA look, game. Like in like the there and FIFA. There yeah. yeah.
0: So, no, I, I agree. So other than those teachable <laughs> moments, you know, what have what do you think some of the other benefits around esports in, in your setting has been? I think just engagement. Just
1: once again, like I, I've had some students participate and get selected to, to take part who wouldn't have represented the school in some other areas. I've also had one or two young people who I've been able to use esports as a, as a motivator going, yep, I want you to be part of the team, you've qualified, but, yeah. hey, like anything, like if you're going to represent us in rugby or choir or drama or whatever it is, is I need to make sure you're going to be a positive role model and that that if you do go and compete and miss that half day at school, you've done enough that, that that's not going to be a, a detriment to to your learning. So if you're not doing your homework or you're not applying yourself, then, look, Sorry, you can't miss it half a day of school. But if you're doing all these good things and you 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 you're I guess being positive learner, then yeah, I think you can have half a day off or a day off to 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 represent the college in mm. these sports. So a little bit of a motivator as well. Um, but like I said, also opportunity, some kids who just love gaming but may not be into the sport or other side of things can really, I guess, yeah, okay, Yep, that's something I want to. Really want to be into as well. Um, I think the so, like we've talked about uh, before, online component being social. I still I love getting the kids together and when they're supporting themselves in real time doing doing esports as mm. well. I think another really awesome factor to see. Yeah, some kids, kids coming up with some awesome stuff, supporting <laughs> each other and things like that. And some of my highlights are from the Fuse Cup, we've been fortunate to 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 Win a few, Dan, but yeah, you know, I, know. I, 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 still, I still go. My highlight of the whole thing so far is one of my boys who who I would say resilience was their area of growth. Like yeah. I'd seen it as they were training, and look, I was like, oh, I'm not sure how this is going to go. I'm, oh, I'm going to have to be close to this one. I'm not sure yeah. how he's going to go. We were, he was competing against a student from another school who struggled with, probably had really high expectations and thought they were going to come in and just dominate and didn't. And he, he gave them encouraging words and I don't want to say consoled, but like supported them. And yeah. I, was, I was thinking someone was going to have to do that for him. And then he he did that for someone else, and I remember ringing his dad and 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 telling him, and and like just the positive feedback from yeah. that was like awesome. So yeah,
0: yeah, it's really cool. You know, we've run a lot of competitions and seen lots of those positive moments, and and kids who may have you know had a goal scored against them and look at their opponent and say that was awesome. You know, mm. and you see that kind of sportsmanship, which is great. You know, you spoke about that resilience and you spoke about that kind of um, using it as a motivator. And that's very, very common. You know, the things we hear from other schools as well. I'm just wondering about, you know, training sessions. You know, you use that, that observation of the student with his resilience. Mm. Have you seen any other, you know, surprising comments from students or any other observations you've, you may have made that you want to kind of talk about? <laughs> positive, um, of course. Hopefully, yeah. Positive. No,
1: no, they are. I'm just thinking about some of the funny stuff kids come up with when they play games, and 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 probably like me sometimes on the basketball court. On my my mouth might make checks that my my game can't cash. And, and I do sometimes see that in in in, in the esports, and and that's good because I do like that. Sometimes kids might go and pretty confident, mm. and and maybe maybe sort of a reality I, check. Oh, my kids are my kids are amazing. I'm really fortunate the kids I get to work with. But like if I call it trash talk, it's a little bit like trash talk. They might go, like, hey guys, you're all racing for second, good luck. And <laughs> and and then see them not place or or yeah. win and then have to manage that. That
0: yeah. That.
1: On my other on the Just a Teacher podcast, I told Adam Void about shame. And I think sometimes for them having to deal with that kind yeah, of, well, wow, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've talked the talk but not walked the walk. I've learned a lesson here. Yeah, it's a good life uh, skill. Is, yeah, yeah, which is good. And look, I don't mind a little bit of bravado. Okay, I like a lot of bravado, <laughs> but but it's it's good. And 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 I think that's hey, that's good to, and just to see how they bounce back and bounce forward, and other kids can take that as well. Sometimes I think that's a little bit about resilience. I love those kids who go, hey, I'm not going to be psyched out. I'm just going in and 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 yeah, racing or competing and, yep. and whatever it is as well. Like I said to you, I, I enjoy the encouragement and how kids get excited over other kids' successes. I think that's always awesome when maybe mm. like we're, we're training or I'm in, in my final trials um, to, to select a team, which is always hard at the end. I don't like doing that, but having yeah. to select select the team and their the kid will be competing and their friends come to support them. They're not even in esports, but they come along as support. That's just so like, cool. I guess just like they would go watch their friends play seven-a-side soccer on the oval at lunchtime in our yeah. little World Cup competition and things like that. They go and support each other. i will support their friends when, when, when they're competing as well. Like I said to you, I think also now that I'm sort of – thinking out loud it's also the organization side of things as well for my for my players is to go hey we're going to have trainings these these lunches you need to be here like it's a way of showing me that you're invested in this Mm. and you and just like any sport just like when i've got my open rugby team and things like that if you don't come to training don't expect to be running on like yeah yeah exactly um and same with the esports and 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 that kind of lead to some some tough conversations with some got some of the, the guys so far. But, but um is like, hey no, I'm, mate, oh. you missed two trainings this week. You're not gonna be the number one. Or I'm sorry, I've brought this guy in. He's come. He's he isn't even He wasn't knew he wasn't selected, but he wanted to come and just help us prepare. Yeah, be part of it. I'm sorry, mate. He's going to get he's going to have that opportunity now because, like, when we do this, it's probably something I'll look at doing more this year. Dan is sort of making up some agreements with when selecting teams around, Mm -hmm. around. Okay, this is a commitment. What are you committing and things like that? I I think probably now that I I I am thinking about sometimes some. a challenge with the parents is is like when we do select our teams is training. I think sometimes at home kids may use me as an excuse to get extra game time. Well, like I'll tell you if, what,
0: yeah. get them to look at the, uh, the player code of conduct because it yeah. clearly says in there that, um, being part of it doesn't mean you have to train more at home so yeah but like they'll say
1: oh we got the state yeah. cup coming up tomorrow <laughs> like this week or whatever it is and some of our parents i think push our kids to train as well uh a bit more uh, especially uh, the dads of the fifa and stuff like that who play <laughs> yeah. at home with their yeah, kids sometimes probably probably no, we're training as well. together
0: we're training yeah. together
1: yeah, yeah i should say that but mums yeah. as well out there but um yeah so so yeah a lot of positives there, especially yeah. I, when I think about, it, we've got like what I call our golden five, and esports ticks all of it. Like you develop the confidence, mm. persistence. You've got to be organised. Um, getting along is really important there, yeah. Uh, as well as is you know look, I, I yeah I think it's a, a great tool to yeah to teach many uh, mindsets, habits and values and engage kids at school as well.
0: Um, I I couldn't agree more. And and it's great to hear, you know, that your experiences is kind of what, why we set up the Fuse Cup, Mm. you know, to teach students about those values, to have those teachable moments, to really connect with kids in in areas and passions that they have and, and provide opportunities that, um, kind of don't exist for for a lot of students so it's great to hear that mirrored in, in your experiences and um you know i just love what you're doing and, and you've got you know the reigning champs at your school so it'd be good to yeah. see <laughs> them compete this year again and um keep up the friendly banter with the other coaches yeah. so no, look we're thrilled yeah. to have you guys on board and, and um thank you for your time mate you've you've been guest number 001 and, and as oh. i said couldn't be happier with with how it's gone tonight and Thank you for your time, Mr. Goltz. Thank you so much for being part. Thanks, Dan, of the man. Love our it. Our very and first podcast.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thank you, and thanks for the Fuse Cup, mate. It is superb. If your school's not part of it, they need to be part of it. it shouldn't take too much convincing, because yeah, it's it's win-win-win-win for everybody. So yeah, get involved.
0: Like. Okay, mate. Take care. We'll see. You. We'll see you soon. Sounds good, mate. Thank you. No worries.